You're listening to the Play Like a Girl podcast, episode number nine. You play ball like a girl! I'm Nikki B with Play Like a Girl, made just for female athletes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Play Like a Girl podcast. I'm your host, Nikki B. Here at Play Like a Girl, we aim to encourage more confidence in young women who play sports and give them the necessary tools and advice to have an amazing career in sports and beyond. If you are a young woman who plays sports and lives an active lifestyle, or you know one of these young women, I am so excited you are here. Each week, we will either bring you a guest in the sports world or have a roundtable discussion of the many taboo and important topics in the world of female sports. Are you with me? Let's change the game. All right, Plague listeners, today I am joined by our guest, Katie Norton, in our Play Like a Girl studio, IRL. Katie, you're our first one-on-one guest that I've chatted with in person, so thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. So I'm so excited, Katie. We met at Results Physical Therapy in Sacramento just last week, and I knew I had to have you on this podcast because not only are you a physical therapist for Results, but you're also the physical therapist for the Sacramento Republic FC Talk about a girl living in a boy's world, am I right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm around him all day long. So before we dive into all of that, let's run through some rapid fire questions to get to know you a little better. All right, sounds good. Okay. First, where did you grow up? Santa Cruz, California. Oh, I love Santa Cruz. Uh, where do you live now? I'm here in Sacramento. Yes. What sports did you play growing up? Oh man, I played everything. I did gymnastics, soccer, swim team, junior guards on the beach. I pretty much did everything except golf. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Golf is a different sport. So um, that's awesome. You played like everything. Yeah, a little bit of everything. That's super cool. Okay, what is your favorite quote? Um, My favorite quote would have to be fear kills more dreams than failure ever will. (gasps) I love that. Yeah, I love it too. Oh my gosh, that's a good one. Michelle, write that down. (laughs) All right. What is one of your superpowers? I would say one of my superpowers is compassion, healing. Mm -hmm. But then also my husband always says whenever we're walking in the mall, I can like point out, hey, that person's got a bad knee or that person's got a bad foot. I can like know right away. No way. That comes with being a PT of just like, hey, I know what's going on. Oh my gosh. already hurting them or going to hurt them in the future. I need you to check me out after them because I swear I'm so messed up because of golf, like the way we swing and carrying the golf bags for years. Like I need you to check me out yeah, after. I, I need to get it on on the table later today. Okay, so finally, who is your favorite athlete? Uh, the, the young soccer player inside of me would say Brandy Chastain, yes. Mia Hamm. Um, the current soccer player in me would say probably Megan Rapinoe. Mm-hmm. All strong female Heck yes. Does. Oh yeah, we have used I feel like so many Mia Ham quotes already oh, I'm sure. <laughs> in She's our play like a girl social. Like Mia Ham is just everything. So she is. yeah. Okay, love it. All right, so let's dive a little deeper into who Katie is. Um, so you played a bunch of sports growing up. So walk us through your sports journey. What sport did you first start playing, and then why did you gravitate so much towards soccer? I would say, I think soccer actually was the first sport I started playing, mm-hmm. but you know, when you're a kid, your parents just like, let's try everything, mm-hmm. you know, so I did, I, I did everything, especially growing up in Santa Cruz, I grew up, maybe surfing was my first sport, my dad mm-hmm. had me on a surfboard at three years old, it was wow. an amazing mm-hmm. place to grow up, um, 
little bit of softball, a little bit of, like I said, gymnastics, everything. But soccer really drew me because of the physicality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really just like being able to get my elbows into somebody yep. and yeah, knock people <laughs> around. And so it's hard for me when I was playing other sports that maybe didn't have quite as much contact. Mm-hmm. I maybe had more contact than I was supposed to in that type of sport. <laughs> um, so I just kind of kept gravitating towards soccer mm-hmm. and, and the physicality of it, and I just fell in love with it. Oh my gosh, I love that. Throwing elbows on the balance beam. (laughs) Get off my hair. (laughs) That is so great. And I didn't really, I mean, you started surfing when you were three. How do you even teach like a little kid to surf? Yeah, my dad. At that young age. He would just put me on the surfboard with him. And then, you know, he'd stand up and he'd stand me up and then we'd just go. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. He just, maybe around four or five. Yeah. He'd just kind of push me on my own and I'd stand up and go before school and yeah, it was a great way of growing up. Oh my gosh, I'm like mesmerized about that because I grew up in the valley, so like not along the ocean at all. So I think that idea is just so foreign to me. So that is so cool. I yeah, love that. That's pretty great. And I feel like you probably developed a lot of core strength for soccer from surfing at yeah, such a balance, young age. Like any sport now, oh, no kidding. wakeboarding, wakeboarding, everything with balance is so easy to pick up. Oh yeah. yeah. You're like, I got that. Yeah, no problem. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. So how did you choose to focus on soccer? Because like you said, you played so many sports growing up. How did you decide, like, okay, soccer, it's just my everything, and I'm just going to... And when did you decide that that was your only sport and, like, stop playing all your other sports? Yeah, I think around fifth, sixth grade is mm-hmm. when I really started... That's when I started playing club soccer, mm-hmm. so it was more traveling, year-round type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was doing a lot of gymnastics at the time, too, and, and basically my parents' expense has a, has a part to play in right. it. So you kind of have to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I just... I was so drawn to how physical soccer was. Um uh, it was an e- it was kind of an easy decision for me. I was sad to give up gymnastics and all my other sports, but I still in high school, like during the off season, did swim team and some of the lower impact sports, just cross training mm-hmm. type stuff. Yeah. Um, but I would say around fifth sixth grade is really when I was like soccer's it for me. Yeah. And, you know that's when Mia Hamm and mm-hmm. all of them were were doing their thing, and so I had all their posters on my wall, and it was just it was soccer was my life. Yeah. For a while. yeah. Love that. So you played a few sports in high school then so what sports did you play in high school in high school I played soccer all mm-hmm. four years and then um, my first two years of high school I did uh, swim team and water polo actually mm-hmm. and then my second my junior and senior year I ran track and cross country oh wow yeah. so I just kind of mixed it up just you did everything you know, I did a little bit of everything oh my gosh I was just like a one sport kind of gal just played golf <laughs> <laughs> Did not train during the off season. You know, it's fine. But you know, there's there's some people that are more physical than others, and that's fine. <laughs> swim team and track were fun because they're like kind of co-ed sports, right? Right. So in high school, it's a little more fun. You oh, know, totally. You're not just your soccer team of girls, you kind of be around the boys. Yeah. And all that. Yes, and we'll I think talk. That's what drew me to that. Yeah, we'll talk about being with the boys later yeah. on. Okay, so from high school um, on to college, did you play sports in college? I did not. I um, I played club sports in college, mm-hmm. um, but I really just wanted to focus on school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a biology major, and so I knew I have so much respect for student athletes. It is hard, especially mm-hmm. if you're a science major or something like that. When I meet girls that are studying to go to PT school and they're also playing sports, I can't. I have so much respect for them. It is hard. It totally, is really, really hard. Totally. Yeah. So let's talk about that. I mean, the it's demanding enough you know, having a major like that, like biology, um, and just doing schoolwork and trying to balance a social life. But um, talk about that, like in college, how did you balance playing your club sports and also, 
you know, your major and having a social life. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it's hard and working too, you know, mm-hmm. you're working there and um, I, school was always my priority. I, I always focused mostly on school because I knew that was where, for me, where my career was headed. I knew I wasn't going to play professional sports mm-hmm. or anything like that. So I knew, like, I had to really set a good base um, with my education. So that's really why I chose to kind of not spend so much time playing sports in college. Um, but I had to get out of the the studying. I had to right. get outside. I had to hit some people with mm-hmm. my elbows. You know, so I still found time maybe a couple times a week mm-hmm. to get into something competitive. Because right. Especially when you grow up being so competitive for so long, you have to like find ways of keeping that even when you're in school and mm-hmm. um, and working and trying to have a social life. Which, you know, I just hung out <laughs> with other people that were my major. Like our social life was studying really. Right. Um, I think we found a little bit of time to get out. Mostly just focusing on school and then getting yeah. some exercise as often as I could because I needed that to just mm-hmm. kind of keep my juices flowing. Yeah, I love that. I think that's such a great point because it sounds like your focus was school and you knew like that's what you wanted to do. You knew the professional sports wasn't for you, but you still incorporated it in your life and you still had that outlet and like, you know, playing sports, being physical, I mean, you know, creates endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. So yeah. got to let it out sometime. You have to. <laughs> So when did you know that you wanted to become a physical therapist? When you went to school, is like, did you know already going into freshman year that that's what you wanted to do? You know, I really didn't. I always grew up knowing maybe I want to be in the medical field, mm-hmm. but I didn't know like medical school, nursing. I mean, there's so many fields. Right. right. When you're little, it's just like, I want to help people. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't really know what that means. Mm-hmm. And so like, when I was five, I wanted to be a doctor. You right. Know? And then when you get a little older, you realize there's other things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I really went into school with that bio degree thinking maybe research of some kind. Um, and then in my first couple of years, I spent some time in the lab and I realized I need to be around people, Mm -hmm. you know, and some people are just made for that. My brother's a scientist and he sits in a basement all day, 12 hours a day doing science things, but I needed to be around people. Right. So I actually, my junior year of college, I got a job in a physical therapy clinic, just kind of cleaning tables and being an assistant. And I think my third day there, um, the physical therapist helped a woman after a stroke take her first steps. And I think everybody in the office was like crying. Oh my and gosh! I was like, this is what I this is do. it. And it really had nothing to do with sports at all. Right. It was really I want to help people get their lives back, mm-hmm. you know. And so that became my whole focus is going towards that mm-hmm. type of physical therapy too. I really had no intention of going towards sports. I mm-hmm. want to help people with brain injuries and yeah. strokes and things like that. Um, and so my focus kind of turned to physical therapy. Mm-hmm. I had to take some extra classes because it wasn't in my major. Mm-hmm. And then um, ended up going on to physical therapy school, and that's where things kind of changed for me a little bit as far as realizing I could combine my two loves, my love for sports and my love for physical therapy together. Wow, I love that. That's such a cool story. Yeah, and such a monumental moment in your career, too. Life-changing. Yes, for sure. So let's talk about then, so graduating from college and going to physical therapy school and, like, kind of how that all works, because I'm sure... A lot of our listeners don't like they know you have to go to school for it but like what does physical therapy school actually yeah. entail <laughs> yeah. um i got a four-year degree like i said mm-hmm. um in biology i'd already taken so many classes i was like i'm keeping this degree i just took yeah. some of my prereqs <laughs> to get into physical therapy school and and most programs now in physical therapy school are three-year programs they're all doctorate degrees so i do have a doctorate in physical therapy and anybody now listening to this podcast going to physical therapy school will come out of 
with a doctorate. Mm -hmm. um, in the past, it was kind of a master's or even in uh, just a bachelor's degree way a long time ago. Mm -hmm. but now everything's <laughs> a doctorate degree. So it's another three years of graduate school. Right. And then after that, you kind of get a little bit of everything in physical therapy. After that, you can do a residency, which is not required, but mm -hmm. I did do that in orthopedics, which specializes you a little bit more as far as um, bone and mm -hmm. muscle injuries and things like that. So it's long, but yes. you know, by the time I finished school, I was 26 and I had a doctorate and it really flew by. It wasn't, right. you can, it looks daunting when you look at, oh my gosh, seven, eight years of school, but mm -hmm. it really flies by. You're, you're still living your life, you yes. know, and getting out and doing stuff. So. And then you're 26 and you're done. And yeah. You have a job you love. And Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, especially if it's something that you actually enjoy, like you said, that time will go by faster than you think. Mm -hmm. So, okay, talk to us then about, so going from physical therapy school and you said, <clears throat> what was after that for you? Because I know you said sports wasn't really something that you were thinking you were going to get into. So how did you get into, you said you, you did a residency. So how did you go from that into sports? Yeah, so... I, my third year of physical therapy school, I was, like I said, I want to work with stroke patients mm -hmm. and brain injuries, and my school gave me this really good uh, rotation, clinic rotation with a spinal cord unit, and I was so excited. It was like the best rotation you could get if that's the field you wanted to go into, and I had a really hard time with it. I really didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. I came home sad every day because I felt like I want to do more for these mm -hmm. people and they're, I just felt helpless mm -hmm. um, and I it was a, kind of a heartbreaking thing to realize that's not for me yeah and I still at that point hadn't really thought about sports and it was one of my professors who was like you're always watching baseball games <laughs> and soccer games in class <laughs> whoops, oh, whoops. <laughs> and, um, but what, have you thought about going in more towards that sort mm -hmm. of field and so I was actually so so lucky I got an internship with the San Diego Padres oh, my, cool. when I first got out of PT school mm -hmm. and I spent a season with them and it just clicked for me like wow this is like I, it's a it's my two loves combined and why didn't I think oh, about this before you know right. I kind of thought sports physical therapy was the easy way out to be mm -hmm. honest like oh everyone wants to work with the mm -hmm. athletes right. you know like that's the cool <laughs> but I want to do like the not cool yes. and like, really help people um, but once I, you know, you get into something that you love, two loves together, it was like, this is what I was making. Oh, yeah. Meant yeah. to be. Meant to be. Yeah. yeah. And real quick, I because you went to Azusa, right? I did go to Azusa. Okay. Yeah. And then your physical therapy school is where? Azusa. Okay. Well. Yeah. Perfect. I was there mm -hmm. for a long time. Okay. Awesome. And then with the Padres, that is so cool. So yeah. then how... How did you go from working with the Padres to results and the Sac Republic? Yeah, so my experience with the Padres was where I learned a lot of how to work with professional athletes, yes. and males in um, particular. And I just I made a lot of connections there, and I, I learned really early on in the world of sports. It's it's anytime you meet somebody, you just maintain those contacts, mm -hmm. you know, because you never know in the future where that could lead or what that could do for you or what you could do for that person. Totally. So a lot of the people I met at the Padres, I just kind of maintained contact with. I went back to Southern California. Um, I, I was in Arizona is when is where they do their rehab. Mm -hmm. It's kind of funny because <laughs> San Diego Padres, but whenever their guys have surgery, they're out in Arizona mm -hmm. where their spring training facility is. So I went back to Southern California, and that's where I met my now husband. Mm -hmm. um, and I was in my residency, and he's from Sacramento. And so, um, you know, long story short, I ended up moving <laughs> up to Sacramento, mm -hmm. and I was looking for a sports clinic. I had all this background with Padres, mm -hmm. um, and one of the my contacts at, at the Padres uh, worked with the o Oakland Athletics. And results used to be, um, or the River Cats here mm -hmm. in Sacramento used to be with the Oakland Athletics, right. and results is connected there. Mm -hmm. So I kind of called up my friend, hey, do you know this guy that owns results? I'm mm -hmm. looking for a job. 
and it just kind of all went from there because he knew me from the Padres and mm-hmm. so it was really about the connections you make and so I was really really lucky to kind of land at results mm-hmm. without really knowing much I hadn't even lived in Sacramento and yeah I'm a little biased but I think it's the best place in town yes it is <laughs> yes it is no 100 percent you can say that um that is really cool and it's funny that you bring that up because I feel like that's something we talk about a lot on this podcast is connections and keeping, you know, not just networking, but really um, creating relationships. Mm -hmm. So um, talk to us a little bit about that. Like where, how important do you think it is to build relationships with people in your field and collaborate versus trying to be, you know, competitors? Oh, incredibly important. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's one of the number one things. And it's not really about like, it's all about who you know. It's Mm -hmm. what you do. It really is about what you do. But um, everybody in our field can help each other. We don't need to be competing. We need to be helping each other. And I've just found every step along my career has been because I've had a relationship with somebody and maintained that relationship. And they respect you and appreciate mm-hmm. you for what you do. And then you keep that that contact with them going forward. And, and that's kind of how I've ended up at where I'm at, to be honest. And I, I do have young girls sometimes ask me, like, how'd you get there? Mm-hmm. I want to do that. Yep. You know? And that's really my biggest advice is, you know, keep in contact with me. Keep right. In con- every person you meet, keep in contact with mm-hmm. you. Even though you're 15, 16, you know, the, you, you never know where those will lead. Totally. You know? And you don't have to be obnoxious about you know every week like emailing somebody I'm still here I'm still here but you know just if if it's something you want in your future it's always good to develop those relationships Mm -hmm. and keep them going and stay in contact with anybody that's connected in the world because you never know yeah totally 100% yeah I think fostering relationships and um, keeping in contact with people that you're kind of interested in what they do or what field that they're in, I think is so important. And also too, it's funny that the sports world, obviously it's competitive. We're all competitors. We're all trying to be the best. You know, each team's team is trying to be better than the other. Each athlete's trying to be better than, than the other. But at the end of the day, I think it's a very, um, we're better if we work together. Right. And like, I think, you know, not, not sharing your secrets or your tips that you have, I think is only going to hinder you from your success. Would you agree with that? I would 100% agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the importance of physical therapy for athletes because I think some athletes know this, but I think they don't know it until they're either in college or professional athletes. And I feel like high school athletes. Um, you know, they're just kind of like growing, getting into their bodies and everything. But I think that physical therapy is really something important for them too. So they don't have issues later on. So talk to us about the importance of physical therapy for athletes, especially for high school and college female athletes. Yeah, definitely in the high school, college age, you're developing your craft as Mm -hmm. an athlete. Um, Physical therapists, I think for a long time, we were kind of known as you know, throw a hot pack or skim on there, whatever it is. You <laughs> laugh because you probably, you, yeah. you know. Um, I think more and more people are beginning to realize we really are movement specialists, mm-hmm. you know. And we can break down movement and look at any kind of movement, whether it's a golf swing, whether it's a soccer kick, whether it's walking, mm-hmm. running, um, sitting in your chair at work. Mm-hmm. We can break down those movements and find areas that maybe aren't where they should be or imbalances that we need to address that will really not only prevent you from being injured in your future but also make you a better athlete Mm -hmm. because you can correct some of those imbalances get stronger get faster if your body's not working up to its standard Mm -hmm. and we can get it there then you're going to see improvement in your performance as well and so 
I tell people, it's like going to the dentist. You really should just have a PT, mm-hmm. and you should go check in with them. Even, totally. Even when you don't have stuff going on, because it's going to prevent things from going on in the future, and especially if you want a long career as an athlete, mm-hmm. it's so much better to address those things young. Yes. Get into the habits of just doing small corrective exercises, things mm-hmm. on the daily, to just make sure your body is really prepared to go and ready to go, and, of course, prevent injuries as mm-hmm. well. Now, of course, we do the other end of it a lot which is the after the injuries happen right of course we want to get you back to a hundred percent the way you were before mm-hmm. but a lot of what we do and a lot of what we enjoy doing is the preventative right. side of things and the really addressing making sure things don't happen to you in the future and making you the best athlete mm-hmm. you can be I mean it's one of the things I love so much it's a challenge for us mm-hmm. like I want to make this person as good as they can be yep. you know and then we feel like we're part of the journey mm-hmm. as well totally yeah I love that and I think it's so important for these young girls to realize and maybe start looking for a PT in high school. I mean, if you don't have access to one, ask your school, ask, you know, someone figure it out. Because I know for me, even though I was just a golfer, like I think um, our swing, the amount of like pressure that you put on your spine in a golf swing, and then also carrying like a 50 pound golf bag or however heavy it is, you know, up and down those hills on the golf course. I, looking back, like I had so many issues in college and even now that I'm working through that I wish (laughs) I could have prevented, you know, early on. Um, And it's funny, like looking back, you don't really think about it. Um, and in junior golf, we'd always carry our bags. Looking back, I should have used a pull cart and like pulled my. It's golf. not cool, right? but it's not yeah. cool. Like I didn't, I didn't want to be a wimp. Like I wanted to carry yeah. my clubs. But looking back, I'm like, gosh, I, you know, I have so many like neck and shoulder issues now. Yeah. And like Luke and I at results were like in my workouts were working on um, my right side because my like my right side of my body is just gives out and is yeah. not strong. I have no muscles in my yeah. glutes. <laughs> so yeah, we're really, but it's I'm having to work through all these issues now. Now, and it's it's something that I wish I had a physical therapist for because I had one in college and he was great like what you said you can just look at someone and know like he looked at me he's like do you have scoliosis I'm like what like how how do you know that by just looking at me yeah it's crazy yeah Yeah, so it's very very important I think Um, you know obviously your training is important your practicing is important but I think going to physical therapy is just as important for sure so let's talk about you work in a male-dominated field. I mean, the sports world in general is a male-dominated field, but you also work with the Sac Republic. Mm-hmm. So what is it like working with an entire team of men? <laughs> <laughs> I would say, honestly, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a really a lot of fun. Um, they, I grew up with brothers. It's not hard for me to be around a lot of boys. Um, but they come with their own, you know, people think girls are just the only ones with drama. Boys have drama too. Oh yeah, I'm oh, sure. Yeah, they have lots of drama. Um, but it's fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. These guys, especially soccer players, I had a little experience, like I said, with baseball players mm-hmm. and they're awesome too, but soccer for some reason in this country doesn't get like a lot of the attention mm-hmm. that a lot of other sports. So a lot of these guys, they're just... They're down to, really down-to-earth guys. They're really cool guys. They just love their sport. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have a lot of egos or things yeah. like that. They just want to play what they oh, love. And that's so cool. They're really fun to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes I end up loaning hair ties to players with long hair uh-huh. and things like that. I mean, things I didn't <laughs> oh, expect so working funny. with a team of men. Uh-huh. Like, Katie, do you have an extra hair tie for me? You know, okay, yeah, I do, you know. Oh, my gosh, um, you didn't realize that your hair ties would be all gone by then. <laughs> they are. I mean, they really are. I, like, have to keep extra ones. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've, like, braided hair before. I mean, it's Oh, my pretty, gosh. Yeah, That's fun. so funny. But it's fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for the most part, I really have not had 
major issues with respect mm-hmm. or anything like that. I mean, they treat me as part of the team. I really am part of the team. I'm one That's of the boys. Awesome. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's no different. And right. It, it makes it a lot of fun. That's awesome. Are there any differences between soccer and baseball? I would say so, yeah. Like, I mean, I just think, in general, the sport's different. Right. And also, like, the, the level that I was working at with the Padres, of mm-hmm. course, like, sometimes I, we had some guys that are fresh out of high school, but... Oh just gosh. made a million dollars in the draft right. or whatever. And and that just, it's unfortunate, but sometimes comes with a little bit more um, confidence, I yes. guess. Right? <laughs> we'll say confidence. Yeah. Um, versus the soccer guys are yeah. just, they just, you know, they're not, they're not, they don't have these egos or mm-hmm. anything like that. And they just, they really, this level of soccer too is really fun to work with because they're, most of them are trying to get up to the next mm-hmm. level. We're kind right. of a second division team. So most of them are trying to move, still move up. Mm-hmm. And so they're just really working hard. Mm-hmm. They're really motivated. They're young. They're excited. They love our fans here in Sacramento. We have such a cool oh community. Gosh. The fans. fans get crazy. I've been to one game, and I was like, where did all these fans yeah, come from? Like, like they're intense. People. Yeah. They're so intense. Mm-hmm. It was honestly probably one of the most fun crowds I've been in oh, I love that. ever. Yeah. yeah. It's so fun. Rowdy. Come to a game. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so fun. And the, the guys just love it. They all stay after the game and they mm-hmm. sign autographs. Yep. It's so cool. Even when they're in that results, you know, we have mm-hmm. our athletes and they see these guys and they're working just as hard and doing their rehab mm-hmm. and doing their corrective exercises. It's really cool to integrate, you know, and I think because we're kind of a second division team, we're not quite up at the, the, the highest level yet, mm-hmm. those guys can, you know, they, they they have the time and they can just hang out with the fans and right. it's really cool to see, I love it, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I know we're trying to go up to the next level, which will also be awesome for Sacramento, yes. but it's just really cool to see where they're at now, mm-hmm. it's, it's been fun. That's really cool. So what do you think is the difference between working with female athletes versus male athletes? Female athletes and male athletes, to be honest, I don't know that there's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, the female athletes, I think, um, know how to work a l- little bit uh, under the radar mm-hmm. and work really, really hard. Um, but so do the, the men, mm-hmm. of course. Um, I think I find myself um, mental therapy a little bit with females as mm-hmm. well. It's a little different. The guys have to go through their, you know, when you're injured, it's it's physical rehab, but it's also, there's so much mental involved, and I'm mm-hmm. sure you've had injuries mm-hmm. throughout your career as well, and you know it's it's really difficult to be away from your sport. Handling the way that, that the boys handle an injury and handling the way that the girls handle an injury mm-hmm. is a little different. You just kind of have to cater a little bit. Um, sometimes it's a little bit harder on the girls, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's a little bit harder on the boys. Right. I think it more depends on the athlete and not necessarily male or female mm-hmm. so yeah um but it's it can be challenging mentally mm-hmm. as well. i it's funny so my chiropractor he kind of um he always says that guys um well women are easier to like kind of um go to the doctor or like they're more in tune with their bodies i guess and they're like they're accepting of like hey i need treatment i need do you notice that in physical therapy like do you notice that girls are more like easier to get treatment versus guys uh i think well in in the clinic by the time they come to us they're already like they're coming to us right (laughs) and then of course out of the clinic i'm only with boys so um and i I do find, though, that they are more apt to tell me as their mm-hmm. physical therapist when they have something going mm-hmm. on than their trainer mm-hmm. or their coach. Gotcha. Um, 
the coach will be like, how are you doing today? Great. And I'm like, you just told me five minutes ago mm-hmm. that you're not doing so. Uh-huh. You know, of course you're going to tell your coach you're feeling great. But even with a trainer, you know, who's male, mm-hmm. sometimes they'll they'll feel more comfortable coming to me, right. telling me what's going on. And I don't know if it's necessarily that I'm, because I'm the physical therapist mm-hmm. or because I'm female or mm-hmm. both, mm-hmm. you know, that they just, they feel more comfortable coming to me and telling me that they, hey, I do actually have something going on. Right. And like, can you look at it? Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. So that I find pretty interesting. Yeah. Because then, you know, even the coaches all know, like, the boys tell Katie everything. Yeah. You know? But, oh, like, that's they so never funny. tell us anything. And so um, it's it's nice because, you know, I have that, they have that trust in me too that, like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we can address something without really having to alert everybody that they have something going on or something. Right. Like that, so. I mean, that's pretty cool, though, that you are someone that they can go to, someone they trust, someone they can confide in. So I think that's kind of, that's a cool role that you play. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Kind of like the. I don't know, team mom. Yeah, team mom. Sister. I'll say sister. I'm not going to be a team mom yet. Step up your training regimen with Pods Nutrition. With Pods, getting in my protein after a workout, even on the go, is easier than ever. Leveling up with these water-soluble pods filled with 28 grams of high-quality protein is as simple as drop, shake, and drink. Use code PLAG15 for 15% off at checkout at pods.com. That's P-O-D-Z dot com. With Pods Nutrition, you can finally get your gains and find your time. So what do you think some men have to start understanding to respect women as athletes? So I know this is kind of like, I don't know, a catch-22 question or whatever you want to call it. Because some men are great, but I think there are some men that don't respect women as athletes. And I don't know if you would agree to that in your experience. Um, or if you've you know seen anything differently, but if you do agree with that statement, what do you think that some men have to understand to start respecting women as athletes? Yeah, I think just seeing everybody the same, like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, just like I said, I I don't really the male and female athletes to me as a physical therapist, there's no difference mm-hmm. because the females are working just as hard as the men. Mm-hmm. So on the opposite end, you know, I think seeing the athletes they're just they're an athlete right it doesn't it doesn't matter what sport they play or who they are where mm-hmm. they came from they're an athlete they're working hard um they can do whatever that is they strive themselves to do mm-hmm. and put their minds to it and it's no different mm-hmm. it really is no different oh yeah. yeah yeah i love it at results um because i go in there and i work one-on-one with luke but there's a group of kids as I call them (laughs) they're younger than me so they're kids Uh, but there's a group of there's like a co-ed group and the girls are working just as hard as the guys they're pulling the sleds they're they're pulling yeah they're pulling the sleds they're like deadlifting and Mm -hmm. hang cleaning and I'm like looking over them like dang girl like and those girls play softball yeah you know like they're getting in their grind yeah yeah it's amazing I mean and it's cool too that you guys do that where the guys and girls work out together I love that because like you said like we're all the same. We're all athletes. There's yeah. no different just because we're guys or girls, right? Yeah. 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 I think that's really cool. Um, what's your best advice to our young female athlete listeners as far as just playing sports or physical therapy or whatever it may be? What's your best advice for them? Yeah, I think, you know, be so good at what you're going to do that people can't ignore you. Mm-hmm. I think that's really whether it's you're going to be playing sports, whether it's you're going to have a career in sports whether you're going to just watch sports and play fantasy <laughs> football, like be so mm-hmm. good that people can't ignore you because that's really where you're going to make a name for yourself mm-hmm. and, you know, always strive to keep getting better. I don't think, you know, settling on where you're at is never good enough. And I, I know 
for me, I'm like never satisfied. I want to get better and better mm-hmm. and better at my craft at what I do. And I would say the same for athletes, you know, always just like you're mm-hmm. getting in and trying to get your swing fast. Mm-hmm. And you lose <laughs> yep. that because um, you're always, there's always something to, to push ahead mm-hmm. and set goals for yourself and get, get to those goals. And if mm-hmm. you don't set the goals, you don't really have anything to look towards or mm-hmm. to push towards. So be good, mm-hmm. set goals, and make them happen. I think yeah. it's really, and then those connections, like we talked about, develop relationships and really genuine mm-hmm. relationships and maintain those contacts. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, I feel like that's a quote from someone, be so good that they can't ignore you. I feel like that's a Mia Hamm quote. Probably, Probably. Mia Hamm. <laughs> Probably. Let's yeah. just credit everything yeah. to Mia Hamm. She's the best. <laughs> she might still be on my wall at home. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. Okay. Well, any final thoughts? I don't know. Where can everyone find you? I know you're at results. We know you're at results, but um, anything exciting in your career or life that you want people to know about? Uh, yeah, I'm at results. Um, <laughs> I'm at the Sac Republic Games, so um, I love it when people come say hi to me at the games. It makes me feel like I have my own fans. Oh, yeah. Uh, Michelle and I are going to go, and yeah. we will come cheer you. Yeah. We will not only cheer the Sac Republic on, we will cheer you on I know, as well. I love it. Yeah, and say hi to Luke, too, because um, we have, like, some team administrators. They sit right behind us. Mm-hmm. And any, we have – because so many of our athletes are at the games. Mm-hmm. So, so many people walk by, hi, Katie, hi, Luke. And, like, the team administrators always like, you guys have more fans than the players. <laughs> and it's awesome. Like, we love seeing our athletes out there at the games. It's so cool. It's such a cool environment. So mm-hmm. – Get out to a Sac Republic game, um, you know, and and see what you're passionate about, what you love. Mm-hmm. I love what I do so much, and I just want young females to find what they're passionate mm-hmm. about and, and pursue it because there's really nothing like loving what you do every day, mm-hmm. you know, and it's hard sometimes and it's long hours, but when you love it, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel that way. Right. You know, it really doesn't feel that way, and mm-hmm. it's such a fun job that I'm in, and I love it so much, so... Um, you know, find something you're passionate about and do it. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I agree 100%. Like, you know, I could have been doing some other nine to five job, but at the end of the day, like, this is what I'm passionate about. I love inspiring young female athletes and really, you know, just helping them craft their career, whether it's in sports, um, a professional career, whether it is, you know, in and involving sports, but not necessarily playing themselves, whatever it may be. So I love that. And I can attest to that, you know, completely. And I think it's so true. Because like you said, if you're passionate about what you do, what do they say? You'll, you never work a day in your life, right? Yeah, so true. love that. Okay. So finally, my favorite question, what does playing like a girl mean to you? I know you sent me this question and I was <laughs> like, I gotta have a good answer. But I, I really think the first thing that came to my mind was grit. I don't know. Like, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Playing like a girl, like grit, determination, hard work. Mm-hmm. Like, just work your butt off, mm-hmm. you know? And, and to me, that's the most we can do. And playing like a girl is the best compliment that anyone can give you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel like it was such a, um, a bad you know, thing like years ago, but now I think the same thing. When I think of playing like a girl, I think of going like balls to the wall, 100% (laughs) all out, like fighting as hard as you can. Like literally, I think of like Mia Hamm and Brandi Chastain, like, you know, sports rock, woo! (laughs) Like, I just think of like that Serena Williams, like just that, you know, that power, that fire, um, that passion inside of you. So awesome. Well, thank you, Katie, so much for being here. Thank you for having me. All right. 
All right, Plague listeners, make sure to share this episode with a friend who you think will enjoy this podcast. I'd love to hear your feedback and thoughts on this episode, so head to iTunes to leave a review. You can also send any questions or topics you'd like us to cover by sending us a DM on Instagram at playlikeagirlmp. We want to know what you want to hear. Before you go, screenshot this episode and tag us at playlikeagirlmp so we know you're listening alongside us. Thank you so much for listening to episode nine of Play Like a Girl. We hope you come back for more. Once again, I'm Nikki B, and remember to never stop playing like a girl. You play ball like a girl! Diamond in the dark